The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Sister Speak. And we are joined here today in the studio with Aliza. Assalamu guys. Assalamu everyone. It's Nuria. And it's me, Fareen. And of course, it's me, Sonia, hosting today's show where we're going to be speaking about inclusivity in education. Um, what we're going to do is basically discuss what inclusivity in education looks like for us and why it is important. Um, we've got Eliza, who is a teacher. We have Nuria, who works in safeguarding in schools. And we have Farine, who is in education at the moment anyway. Um, I think I'm the only one that's so old and not... You left education behind you. Yeah, a long <laughs> time ago. You're not that old, Sonia. Thank you, Eliza. I mean you three are the youngest that we have on the show so it always reminds me yeah but it's not like you're 45 and you're like two yeah, years older true. than us but we're talking about education <laughs> as well and it's like a not to dis- say that 45 is old so yeah. sorry guys <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer from Elisa there um but yeah let's continue on and just to let you guys know this is a pre-record, so we cannot. We are not live, but you can get in touch with us on at Sisters Speak on Instagram. And also, Farine, would you like to let them know how else they can get in touch with us? Yep. So you can also obviously we watch our uh, podcasts and our uh, live shows on Facebook. I inspire from Luton. We also have a Twitter page called Sisters Speak underscore FM, where you can post your thought of the week. Just make sure to tag us, and then we will speak about it on our show. Perfect. Thank you. And Eliza, would you be able to tell everyone what our show is about? Yep. So our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues, even even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media, Islamophobia and all other things that you guys want to talk about. Uh, please know all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing and v- views and opinions. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so let's get straight into it. We'll start with, obviously, our thought of the week. Uh, Nuria, I'd like to go to you first. What is your thought of the week? My thought of the week is, since it's been Ramadan and we've all been fasting, how grateful that I actually am for for the, for the fact that there's food on the table and... Honestly, guys, I'm. S- you know when you open your fast, there's nothing more satisfying and sweeter than opening your fast and there being <coughs> food. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but I think the fact that we can even have something, even if it's small in itself, is such a big blessing. Okay, that's really lovely. So basically appreciating food now because yeah. it is post-Ramadan. and I think that happens with all of us, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. And Farine, what is your thought of the week? Um, I'm just going to talk about New Year's thought of the week a little bit and the fact that, you know, it happens every Ramadan where we open our fast and we're like so hungry during the day and then 10 minutes we're so full. Yes. And that's what everyone says is like the, what is what does everyone say that there's the pleasure of like the dunya, the yes. how, how yeah. small it is. Yeah, that's thank you for that thought of the week, Nuria. Okay. My thought of the week is well, now I'm starting to panic because my levels are coming up. I just have one month. Um, I haven't started revising. Don't be like me, start revising now. <laughs> There's two weeks for Easter, I'll start tomorrow. But I'm just really like excited and nervous, not for the part of the exams, which is something that you have to be nervous about and then you have to revise, but for the part of 
after like post a levels exam where you just don't know what you're doing and i know what i'm going and where i'm gonna go but i'm just scared that i'm gonna do it by myself because i'm i've been always so used to having my sister one year older than me always be higher up and i just do whatever she does so when we went to sixth form she was there and i didn't have to spend my breaks alone but now i'm just completely by myself i have to go to the uni and everything and make friends i used to make friends through my sister so that's how close we were but now it's just completely different i have to go by myself commute by myself not commute but you know go in the train yeah. and everything by myself because I'm in my sister she's the brains so I'm just following you her around you turn your brain off yeah literally with her. I'm yeah. just taking pictures of the train and she's like we have to go this way we have to go this way <laughs> Farina's the, the Instagram one and her sister's Instagram like one. directions yeah. <laughs> please, please. And she's the, she's the brains when we're together and now I'm just I'm scared and I told my mom about this and she was like it's okay you'll you'll be fine Aww. just uh, Farid th- think going. about it everyone that goes uni in your year is in the same position it might not feel like it but trust me when you actually start speaking to everyone you realize oh my god like we're all in the same boat yeah you you guys are all in the same boat and sometimes comfort comes from being way out of your comfort zone like within the first few months of uni you're gonna grow so much i yeah. feel like i'm gonna be a different person by yeah. the way <laughs> <laughs> it's like every six months trust me you're gonna feel like a different person yeah it's such a cliche but it is one of those things where yeah. people say you're finding yourself quotation marks <laughs> but they yeah. say it for a reason and um i think everything you said is so cute and i remember a long time ago of being not that, that long time <laughs> i'm joking but yeah no it's so exciting though you have to admit yeah. it's really exciting and just have faith in yourself and in god obviously but just believe in yourself like you worked really hard to get there you've got this and like nuria said everyone's in the same position there's no one that's gonna know more mm-hmm. if you're 18 there's no hard highly unlikely there's no one that's already been to uni already so mm-hmm. yeah and um i guess it doesn't help that you're going to like the big city obviously yeah going to london i'm going to london mashallah, mashallah. i just feel like everyone puts up this i don't think i'm gonna do it as well that i just don't what i'm doing but inside no one knows so no one knows what they're doing in london yeah, yeah. but london is for, like she means that all the time right yeah Lisa? all the time like, like every time i've yeah. gone everyone's just not like they don't know what they're doing but yeah. you you can see it's because it's so big but and it's, it's so a tourist vast. city at the end yeah, of the day you have yeah yeah you have oh, sorry you have people like finding their way and even if you ask the guy at the, the tube station guy they're he'll really tell helpful. you what to, yeah they're very that's helpful. their job yeah. and also like you said because it is a tourist city you're allowed to be lost and confused mm-hmm. that's the whole point and beauty of being there yeah like if you're lost in luton you might have no one to ask if you're lost in <laughs> london you've got the whole world like, everyone around you google yeah. maps i'm sure i don't need to tell you but there's plenty of tiktoks about london as well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you've got social media on your side too but yeah, yeah. it'll be great you'll make loads of friends inshallah and you know. you'll pick inshallah, it up inshallah. inshallah you'll pick it up so easy one time I got lost in Oxford Street Station on my own Aww. it was the first time I went but that's how you learn you have to get yeah, lost yeah you get lost to learn get, absolutely yeah, say, you have to get lost my to old learn. grandmother in London told me that once too yeah you have to get lost <laughs> like I know people who are like much older than me and or our age and they don't know how to use trains and tubes yeah and obviously you weird. don't obviously people have different kind of backgrounds and like freedom ability and stuff but i'm so grateful it's such a big skill yeah to learn how exactly to do it and learning about that's it so, really so i should turn my brains on instead of off when I'm oh yeah you're gonna have to turn it on a little bit now yeah. <laughs> so just letting you know if you're traveling yeah. in public spaces or even ask your sister before you leave yeah. she'll be yeah. able yeah. to tell you like, practice days out together like practice yeah. your route into and back home from uni is it yeah. central she's with you no it's in that way that way east no west down southwest <laughs> it's outside of london to be honest if i'm honest <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing what am i doing no it's you're commuting how no, long she's is not she's living there but oh, you can live out oh I'm you'll be fine yeah. Yeah. yeah you'll be fine 
but yeah well done Farine inshallah it all goes well and inshallah you get into university and accommodation and you learn lots of stuff because that's where you're going at the end of the day (laughs) so yeah hopefully that goes well thank you so much for that thank you I think everybody resonated with that thought of the week Um, Eliza now I'm coming to you for your thought of the week Um, I don't know if it's a thought more of a reflection uh, like learning new skills I would say because I've had two weeks off yeah bored out my brains obviously (laughs) So I just thought, let me pick up some new skills. And I started cooking and I don't oh, cook. Wow. wow. I'm not, I don't cook. Like. Well done. So I started, <clears throat> oopsie, I started to cook and I was like, wow, I really enjoy this. That's really good. I Why need to learn how to do this. Well, so I made biscoff tiramisu. Oh, I love <clears throat> tiramisu. tiramisu. made biscoff so tiramisu because I thought it's, it was Ramadan and we want some, you know, mm. snacks and dessert. And I saw it all over TikTok. The biscoff's coming. So did you learn from TikTok? TikTok, Yeah, I literally learned from TikTok. I saw Mm. biscoff terms. I made that. Then I made like you know Korean chicken tenders. Oh my god, you made Where that? was this all this food? Yeah, when we were at home starving. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> One day I'll, I will make you it and I'll Inshallah. I will send it to your houses, don't worry. But I made Korean chicken tenders and I just saw it on TikTok and I thought that's it. I told my mum, get me the meat. I told mum, I told myself, go get the spices. <laughs> and I got home and I made it and it was, it was actually really good. I think it's so important. The fact that you're doing it whilst you're fasting as well. Like, I never yeah. have the energy to do anything. And you're just like building that new skill. You know what it is? Because I think normally every time I've been in Ramadan, I've either been in school mm. or I've been doing something. Or I was too young to, you know cook and whatever and then I think this is the first time there's no academic stress there's no dissertation to give in you can no actually exams. enjoy yourself I can actually ex- enjoy yeah. and especially because you got the two weeks off in Ramadan yeah. thank god um, yeah. like you're not busy at work and mm. you just kind of more relaxed and yeah that's so really nice I'm so excited to taste one of the things that you've made I, I will make it for you you have to and, I will, to. and I will bring it in you speak about it I'll yeah I know that's not allowed I will bring it in for all of you <laughs> yeah. thank you so much I love that thought of the week um, what's yours my thought of the week really and truly is um, it was about Ramadan as well because this is a pre-record and we did do this during Ramadan guys <laughs> disclaimer and it was about um, it was a bit difficult for me I can't lie because as you mentioned two weeks off and so on I didn't have that because when you just work you know you just work yeah. every day um, the only time I had off was Good Friday and Easter Monday because it's a national bank holiday but I went to work in every day while it was Ramadan and it was not easy I can't lie to you it was a bit of a struggle and obviously with timings like there's leniency you know in a way like you can come in a bit late or you know make up time somewhere else but at the end of the day if you woke up in the middle of night it's going to be hard like if you wake up for Sehri or Suhur it's going to be a bit difficult Um, but yeah then I just kind of reflected and I was like you know what it's not it's not supposed to be a hundred percent easy anyway like that's not the point of right if it was so easy and you didn't feel anything then you wouldn't really be fasting if that mm-hmm. makes sense you'd just be not eating i think someone else has discussed this in another show but it's like it's not the point is not you're not eating it's more about reflection worship and the discipline, that comes with discipline, discipline absolutely yeah exactly um so i think i reminded myself of that as the like weeks went on i was like you know you know what i should be you should spend your time you should try and pray right you should try and like read the quran during ramadan but i was trying to use i think work as an excuse in a way to myself because i was like no i'm exhausted when i come home but it's like the month of ramadan like you actually wait for it all year you're so 
so excited for it. So when it's here, it's like, no, you should try your best because then when it goes, uh, how upset are you when it's over? You're like, oh, no, I feel like I didn't make the most of it, it and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was a reflection point for me because I was like, let me not try and make excuses because I know when Ramadan is over, I'm going to miss it a lot. So, yeah, that's my thought of the week, guys. Thank, Thank you. And especially you. if there's like 10 days until left for yeah. Ramadan. It's been so long. It's like they... What day is it 18? today? Like 19? Yeah, something like that. Wow. 18. And then the, obviously the last 10 days are like the most holiest yeah, and the ones that you have to reflect yeah. the most. Yeah. So I think we are getting uh, like excited for the end of it. But, you know, the whole stride, the whole struggle, we're going to remember, we're going to be like... It's so far. Yeah, that's it what has. I was about to say. Can we talk about how... This always happens. Quick. This wow. always happens every year. The first few days <laughs> is a bit slow and you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm hungry. The first then, week is long. And then it just goes, it just goes by so yeah. quick. Mm. And you're like, where is Ramadan going? Like, it's going... By. Like, after next week because i know because i'm going back to work we've only got four or five days wow because eid could be on friday because yeah. i need to take the day off but it yeah. could be on the monday just to mention on again, the sa- on the saturday this is a pre-record yes. i know it's gonna sound Sorry. weird when this is on live <laughs> air but um we were recording this during ramadan uh which is why it was uh, a topic for <laughs> us um but yeah we'll move on now we'll do a couple of questions on a hot topic um before we move on to the second half of the show so what I'm going to do is ask you guys some questions and I just want to see your responses just to get an idea of like our personality traits and types and so on. So the first question I'm going to ask is if you're waiting for your friend, like you've organized a meet up, you and your friend, you're meeting up and so on. And you said two o'clock. OK, um, by the way, this is no reflection <laughs> on today's radio at all. This has been there. Guys, this has been in my notes since the 4th okay. of March. OK, <laughs> I've got proof. OK, so anyway. OK, so you say six o'clock to your friend. You're meeting up. You're going somewhere or maybe you're not. Anyway, your friend is now taking long. We don't know why, but they're taking long to come out. How long is it acceptable to wait for your friend? And Farine, please. Okay, haven't they haven't texted you that they're gonna be late? They haven't texted you, no. Okay, I have this one friend, she always does this. It is just such a daily like occurrence to me. So I'll say thirty minutes is my mass. Thirty max. minutes. Yeah. Without them letting you know that yeah. they Yeah. I think I'm kind of a good friend in those sense because anything could have happened. So Okay, so what if the now it's been thirty minutes, only thirty minutes later they've decided to text you and say, I'm gonna be late. No, then I'm leaving. It's been an hour. I have a life as well, yeah. so I just see like no, oh, I no. left. Okay, Nuria. I'm with Farin. Do you know what, guys? I'm kind of the late friend. Oh, you're the late friend. I'm the late, the late friend. friend. <laughs> I heard my other friend Nadia. Yeah. So late. So what? What do you I'm do then? Late. How long do so, you want people to wait for you? So basically, it depends on the context. I'm early to the radio only because I live like up the road. But <laughs> I would say even for myself. 30 minutes but if I'm running late I'll tell okay, everyone I'm so running you take late that and the reason why because I don't want you waiting around on me Yeah. but if I know I'm going to be over half an hour late and it means you're going to be waiting extra not because of me like let's say something happened like there was traffic or whatever I'd be like listen we can either like if you're still free after we can continue so rearrange, rearrange. basically make arrangements yeah. what if what if your friends have been waiting and something was out of your hands like I don't know like you said maybe there was a bin okay. truck outside your house and yeah. you literally couldn't leave the house <laughs> so um, but now you're saying <laughs> someone your blocking friends, your driveway yeah that, that might happen too <laughs> so what if yeah you said that and they're like fair enough and then it's like half an hour past the time and now you're like wait I'm just gonna get ready Oh no, acceptable? I wouldn't do that because I feel yeah. like that's disrespectful. Okay, that's fair. Like that's disrespectful. So would you would you go are. out even if you weren't hundred percent ready because you're like, you know what, we're late anyway, let me just go out. Yeah, I'd be rushing. I'd yeah, be like, Okay, cool. If even if I haven't done my makeup or whatever, that's fine. 
I'll take it with me on the train and do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually had a situation where um, we were all late, I don't know, for various reasons, yeah. like literally all coming from different <laughs> directions. Everyone was late. And one of my friends, <laughs> she actually said, no, I'm going to get ready now. And we were literally in shock. We were like, hold oh on a God. minute. Like, wait, like, we had a place to be. There was yeah. an appointment. One oh, o'clock. like a reservation. Yeah, we had a place yeah, to be. It was an event. Different. It was a ceremony. Oh, do you know what oh, I mean? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, no, I'm just going to quickly get ready. And she did not quickly get ready mm. and it was so shocking because it was the audacity you know you, you almost feel like you know when you're in shock and you can't say anything yeah. you're like wait what you're are gonna you, get ready are you playing a prank yeah. what is going on yeah <laughs> and it was like well we could have all gotten ready but we all just decide to leave like you know take make the priority the yes. event yeah. but yeah she got ready anyway well if that was me i would have been like okay cool guys i'm gonna leave now but i'll meet you there Okay, so let them go in yeah, their own so ways. Or like, if, if you was, are, oh sorry, no, you. No, speak. sorry. If it, if I knew I was going to be that late, I'd be like, you guys go, I'll meet you there. Or even if I was ready, and I was waiting on the friends, I'd be like, okay, cool, I'll just meet you there. Okay, I see what you're yeah. saying. So like, you don't have to wait for each other. Yeah, mm. no. but like what you were saying, her getting ready. If you wanted to get ready, get ready before. There you go. I don't understand that. Like, mm, I am very early. <laughs> Good. Not all the time. No, no. Obviously, not, today was that's a bit fine. We ignore today's ignore, an exception. Ignore today yeah. was an exception. But normally, I'm quite no. But I'm if it, if it's like an appointment, there's a book. There's a book. Yeah, thing. that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm there. Mm. But like, I don't understand. Like, because my family are late, I don't like to be late. Okay. I think because I've picked it up. My mum is off. Like, she was, you were late. She is late. My dad has no sense of time either. They're just all late. And I just think to myself, what is like, So what do you do? Like make extra I'm early. efforts to be yeah. early. So I know if I need to leave the house at one, mm-hmm. I start getting ready early. Good, good, good. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you say, I'm on my way, but you just hopped in the shower or something like that. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, no, that's that bad. triggers me. Oh, that's really bad. That triggers me. My mum does that. My mum does that, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an Everyone Asian thing. Everyone has my these mom, toxic mom, traits, yeah. My mum does that. Like, like if her sisters are waiting and she's like, yeah, I'm at the B&Q roundabout. Yeah, yeah, my sister. She's not at the B&Q roundabout. Yeah. She just left the house. <laughs> my sister does the exact same thing. She just makes up roads as she goes along. Yeah. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. So it's like oh, a two so minute drive from here to there, but you're yeah. going to say that road instead. Instead, It's really bad. And I, So to the original question, how long is it acceptable to wait for your friend? See, my friends, they've always told me if they're going to be late. Okay. So I've never been in that situation where, you know, you have to, like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Depends on the friend. Yeah. Or like, if it's the first time, if it's a one-off, you're like, if it's well, a one-off, I, I'll wait. I think <laughs> you know what I understand. And if she said before, oh, Eliza, I had to do this and this, and then I'll meet you at this time. But then obviously stuff runs long. I kind of mm. get it. But if you're just sitting at home watching the TV and you're not getting ready, get in the bin. Yeah. Do you know, get in the bin. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. It's like, why are you being lazing around? Like, we've like, got a place need, to be. Yeah, especially if do, we've yeah. discussed it beforehand. If it's just like a random one-off, literally, guys, jump out in five minutes. You know what I don't like? Then is, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, what I'm saying is when you're actually already out, I think that's what gets me. Because we're yeah. imagining now we're at home yeah. or we're at the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, just out on the road, like mm. just in the car. You know, you're outside, you're waiting to meet your friend and oh, okay. then that i do not like oh, like because waiting outside their house yeah or, or just at the place oh. i don't know if you're or you let them know. okay yeah okay that oh. i can resonate with so i've got this one friend bless her <laughs> you know not sometimes she'll be like okay so we live we don't live far from each other we live like down the road ish like two three minute drive and she'll be like okay lisa leave now so i'm okay you said i'll leave now that's what i'm talking about yeah so i've left they've made you exit your house yeah yeah so she's so i only leave when she tells me because i know she's gonna be long Eliza leave now so i've left so now tell me why 
I'm waiting outside your house there you go. <laughs> for another 15 yes, 20 minutes. Yes, exactly. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, that for me, I think so. I, I agree with literally everyone's answer as well. Yeah. But if we're talking about different situations, I think the one is when you've exited your home okay, that. and now you're sitting in a car outside. It may be raining, it may be hot, it doesn't matter. Why are you outside your house ready, yeah. Yeah. sitting there? And it's, it feels a bit pathetic, honestly, yeah, it does. You know, the yeah. amount of people, <laughs> yeah, I was parking for up this I'd one rather house. go somewhere. Like, I I'd rather do something <laughs> in that time, yeah. I I always park outside this one house all the time he has to reverse his car and I'm like sorry it's me again <laughs> <laughs> just waiting out here like waiting I do waiting out here like I do oh, yeah. it's even worse when you like have to go on the bus I, we, we oh have, yeah we exactly. our car. I take the bus I know yeah. the timings I look at the times I'm like yeah. I'm gonna be there Thank at you. this yeah. time be there as well then because then you have no to properly schedule your journey yeah literally oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. trains as well yeah, yeah. I have a friend and she had to wait around I remember once and she gets the bus too and she was like literally standing at the stop watching all the buses go because she was like I refuse to get on it because I'm, I'm going to arrive at the destination early yeah. so she'd rather just stand at the bus stop I understand but it's like see that's what I hate those waiting times are something else but, but also, I could never do the bus like if she was that late I would just drive around this. I would waste my petrol at this point yeah but what if you had to get a bus that day we're going to have to walk back home and guys let's talk about if you're ready you've left the house and you have to go back inside the house oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Everyone looks at you From like, my mom and my dad. you all ready, <laughs> ready you know, to go, <laughs> rushing out the house, you know, and you come back in. I think this happened to me once, before like, <coughs> I had a car, my mate used to drive, and she must have said, yeah, I'm outside. So she you was walked not, out? Yeah, walked ready, out, yeah. but she was at the end of the road, and oh, it was raining, no. so... You can't stand outside. Why are you telling me, um, my hair's yeah. done, my makeup's done, do you know what I mean? And I walked in, my mom was like, where's your friend? And I was like... She's down the road. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. Honestly, my dad suddenly has chores for me to do when I come back in. He's like, oh, well, since you're here, you got to put this well plant pot in the garden, start doing my cooking or whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for my friend. But it sounds pathetic because yeah. it's like, I just said I'm going yeah. outside to see them. Yeah. You didn't. Well, it's like, I haven't obviously, I'm a grown person. I don't tell my parents everywhere I go beforehand. So, like, I wait in my room. Because I know, uh, I know the questions. You just want to run out. There's going to be questions. There's going to be, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? <laughs> Where are you going? Are you going with You were supposed time? to hoover before you, you left the house. You <laughs> wash the dishes, clean the clean the pots. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And then, so I wait in my room until I see. Now, if it's, I'm getting picked up, I look. If the, the car is outside, yeah. I'm, I'll go walk down. Mm. And then, I didn't do that once. My dad was like, where are you going? Where are you going with? What time are you coming back? Yep. It's a bit late. It was not late. It was 4 p.m. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, Hella questions. Gosh. So we're not discouraging, by the way, if your parents do want to ask yeah. you questions and so on. That's absolutely fine yeah. too. Um, but just be on time for your... Yeah, be on time. You know, if you know your parents are going to make you do gardening, then get that out the way first. Yeah. And why is it always yeah. something when you have to leave? Oh, always. <laughs> it's always the day we have to go. Oh, it's like, I've got... <laughs> it's about someone's... Oh my God, this one time. It's my friend's birthday. We all booked... We booked a place to eat out. And my mum's like, oh no, so-and-so is coming from so-and-so today. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you got to help do but this, But what was organised yeah. first? And exactly. And I said to her, I literally say, if you, what do you want me to do? I'll do it now. Yeah. But get I'm it out gonna, the way. Get I'm, it out But I'm way. not going to stay. I don't, I don't care who they are. I'm not going to stay. No, I am <laughs> Once again, so no, not discouraging. I'm joking. I'm joking. You can't Love stay. my family. <laughs> no, I do. I do. No, but I was like, I see them all the time. I'll help you cook and clean. Yeah, though, that's fair enough. I need enough. to go. Yeah. 
if you had an like see you're the good friend you don't let your friends down you're there on time mm. you stand outside in the rain <laughs> waiting for them we appreciate you Elisa thank you Sonia <laughs> it's okay okay so um, we have about two and a half minutes left um, I can ask you a quick quick one more question um, before we move on to the second half of the show which again is about inclusivity in education completely different from our first half but that's what we do here um, so yeah this question is so now you're in someone else's car Okay. And <laughs> Why is it all revolving around cars? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, the first one was waiting. Okay. So you're in someone else's car and um, you've just had like, I don't know, a Kit Kat or something or a bottle of drink and so on. And you just left it there on the side. No, no, no. no. Pick up Girl, your no. rubbish <laughs> and take it with you. Yes, please. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, didn't you finish? No, but I agree. I agree. It's it so disrespectful. This to is, just yeah, leave it there. What if, what if you it's just done car? innocently? Like, oh, I just had a Kinder Bueno, and then you. Yeah. Oh, then I'll just be like, oh, okay. Da, da, da. Can then you just there's a bin as well outside. Like, I'll just say it nicely, like, oh. If like, there's no bin, then be like, oh, there's no bin. There's okay, no bin. Okay, then put in your pocket when you get out the car. Yeah, I like what you said too. Put in your pocket. I am so. I've been taught so well, guys. I will literally put a rubbish wrapper in my bag if I have to. I've done that. I have done that. Thank you. That makes me respect you. Like, I love that. Like, if it's not. Like, I sit in my friend's car. If we eat out, and you know, you get food in the car. Yeah, like KFC you, box. You yeah, bin it. I bin it. Or like, we'll take all it with bin you. It. We'll take it with us. Or yeah. we'll, if I get home, we put it in one bag, and you yeah. put it in yes. the bin. I feel very strongly about that. Like, okay. why would you leave your rubbish in someone else's car? It's not. It's just not the bin. It's no. just not. Do you That's like? Really imagine I went into your. Imagine I went to your house and yeah. I chucked all my rubbish on the floor. Yeah, it's kind of like a boundary, isn't it? It's like do you think I, you do need you, to respect. Well, you're not like. Space. Do you have common sense? It's like common home sense. Training. Home, tra- <laughs> home training. Where is your decorum? <laughs> Were you going to say something else, Farine? Yeah, I was going to say it's such a normal, like, we don't even think about this stuff, you know? It's just yeah. like. Well, I'm like, glad that you three here. And exactly. how we do think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are coming towards the end of the first half of the show. It's been really nice. I see, I love these questions. I'm going to bring really them back good. out. Yeah. It makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all very real life situations, I must yeah, say. Yeah, we all relate, you know, everyone listening, because, and what would you do and what would you think? Yes, well? tweet us know. on Instagram, <laughs> at SisterSpeak. Let us know. Yeah. What was our Twitter account? Sister speak underscore FM. Let us know what you think about these situations. I'll put yes, please. Thank you, guys. And yes, so we will be back in the second half of the show talking about inclusivity in education. Thank you so much for listening to the first half. Asalaamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Sister Speak. And you're joined again with me, Sonia, and me, Fadeen, Nuria, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. And mm. uh, in the first half of the show, we spoke a little bit about um, just situations like question times, some funny topics. We also did our thought of the weeks. Now we'll be moving on to our main show, which is inclusivity in education. And um, this topic was written with by Nuria, who is in safeguarding in education. Um, and as I mentioned in the first half, we also have a teacher with us and we also have someone who is studying. Um, so lots of experts, in my opinion. Very great to have you all here on the show. That's okay. So thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'm not an expert. <laughs> well, in my eyes, you're more of an expert than I am. So, yeah. Um, before we begin, just again, um, Nuria, would you like to tell everyone what our show is about? 
Yeah, so our show is about a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinion on current events and issues, form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media, Islamophobia and anything else that you guys are interested in. Please remember, all of our opinions and views are our own and we respect all other and opposing views and opinions. Thank you so much. And Farine, would you like to tell everyone where they can get in touch with us? Yeah, so this is a pre-recorded, so you can send us any messages that you might have at Sister Speak on Instagram and you can also um, Twitter your thought of the week or any thoughts that you might have on Twitter at Sister Speak underscore FM. Just make sure to tag us and add the hashtag mm-hmm. Sister Speak as a uh, Sister Speak hashtag sis, hashtag Inspire Family too as well. <laughs> got, got there in the end. Thank you. Thank you for ring. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, let's, so let's move on to our main topic. What we mean by inclusivity in teaching and education is basically learning, a learning experience that respects diversity, enables participation, removes barriers and anticipates and considers a variety of learning needs and preferences. Um, so just to like break that down a little bit more, it's more about uh, people of all different backgrounds or situations being able to learn in the same way their peers should be able to learn and just taking into account equal opportunities, um, you know, any kind of situational factors that might be um, present in that situation and just the uniqueness of a student to be able to learn without any discrimination. Um, Nuria, as you did um, come up with this topic, would you like to just give a little overview of what you kind of mean by inclusivity in education? Yeah, I think it just, to me, it means giving each student in the classroom the ability to fully explore their learning um, in a way that suits them best whilst they are still being part of a big cohort. So like still being part of their student peer group, but also whether they have like SEN needs or learning support, still being able to be part of a classroom, feel that a sense of community um, and not feel excluded or like outsiders. And just to draw upon my teaching assistant experience um, with SEN kids it's so interesting and honestly it was so enlightening because it makes you realize sorry it makes you realize every student learns differently not every like I'm sure all of us sitting here now we all learn differently we all take in yeah like we all take Mm -hmm. in information differently and I think it's so important for teachers and also parents to recognize that because I think if you recognise that you're able to support your child more, so for example, some some kids might learn best with colours and graphs and diagrams. Some might learn better by doing like loads of practice questions and tests, things like that. And I think really tailoring it down to your own child or student's individual needs whilst still being part of a big classroom. That's, yeah, I think that explained it really, really well. Um, but just carrying on from that, why do you think it's important that, say, a student that learns differently, like you said, why is it important to kind of also include them and tailor it to them as well in the whole like cohort, yeah. like you mentioned? I think it's really important because being part of a big group will develop their social and communication skills. I feel like as they're mixing in with other personalities, other types of teachers, teaching assistants, it's like a whole range and variety of different people in one area. They'll know how to interact with, let's say, 
someone who is the leader of the class, someone who is more knowledgeable than them, someone who's there to support them, and it helps them to communicate what they want and what they need. Yeah, okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I think that really explains it well. And um, earlier I was saying that, like, I feel like you are an expert in your field a little bit. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've all actually been in school, like, yeah, as a student. 100%. So I think we can reflect on our own experiences mm-hmm. and think how we may have been in a classroom and think, okay, this I'm not. This is not clicking for me, and it may not just be about the content. Like, say, maths is hard for you, fine, mm-hmm. but it may be the teaching style, or it could be the the activities taking place. If it's the same thing every single day, maybe that will never ever work for you. Um, so I think it's a really important topic to talk about. Um, so, Farine, I just want to go to you with this question: uh, What did you like about? So, think about. Te- obviously, you had so many teachers in your life. What was the teaching style that kind of stood out and you liked? Um, so obviously I went to school in Spain so it was a, it's a bit different from the teachers in the UK but there was this one teacher that I had for like my whole um, high school and like primary like kind of phase and he was my English teacher and he just he didn't really like he obviously valued exams and stuff like that but he really cared about so if I had issues going on and I couldn't make I don't know the essay on time or I couldn't come to the exam he really valued that and he was like okay like you can do it and I think that's really important in teachers to understand that okay school is a priority for us but we also have our things going on in our personal life and the fact that he gave me that kind of time to do it it was something that I really liked about him and he does he's like you know how you have your, your top three teachers yeah. he was my mm-hmm. top he was in my top three just oh. because he gave me that he oh. used to ask me like oh are you okay now are you this and yeah just that's all I want to say. But stuff like that always sticks with you. Like it I does. feel like your teachers are so so important. Like you'll remember the ones who pushed you, and you'll remember mm-hmm. the ones who didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can remember the teachers. It's funny because I work with some of them now, but like some of them who were very like who helped you a lot. Like they would always produce like extra like worksheets and stuff like for you to do at home. And if you went to them saying I don't understand this and how can I improve on this, they would always take that time out even out of their own time, like their lunch break and stuff, to give you that. Yeah. Whereas there was, there's some teachers who won't do that. They'll just kind of... Stick to what they get, they're getting paid for. Yeah, yeah. which... I can't, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not... Like I always say you're not a teacher and you don't work in education for the money because the money is not great. When I you think, can do I so think it is... A, yeah, I think I yeah. agree with you. Like it's a, it's a job where you're there to literally teach children to make a difference to safeguard as well if you're thinking about that but also you want that child to pass the exam right Mm. so like I think Farine the example you gave mm, that's really amazing because that teacher it wasn't about get the paper in on time it was more about I want you to do well and I I want it to work for you and you know whether as long as you're learning and it's you know ticking along Mm -hmm. nicely that's more what's more important and you remember that teacher you always yeah. will um it's so because you know in spain they don't take exams seriously because here you have uh yeah it's yeah, a bit exactly. weird to think about oh. but here in like you have gccs and a levels and that mm-hmm. defines the whole thing yeah. in space we, we don't have that so it was like in one year you have three kind of um like tests yeah okay. like three d- and then so the first how do you say like trimester yeah yeah so you have like if you have a grade nine or something that that goes on until your three so it's not like a whole one thing that just Maybe defines the where UK you're gonna should go adopt something <laughs> like that yeah it was really great no, well, because about when you're 16 17 18 do you not have like no no we have it like oh, when wow. we're 19 that's when we have like a real real okay. exams do you think it's more american then 
Um, I don't know how American things were. I think because for me it was great. Okay. <laughs> I used to chill the whole year. I didn't do anything. So like, it sounds like less pressure. Yeah, it was less, less pressure. pressure. And sometimes. Yeah. Kids work better. Kids work better with less stress and yeah. less pressure because they can actually be themselves. Yeah. I think I think 100%. people always forget. It's like what was the point of them learning? It's for them to actually know the content yeah. to to learn to learn full yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. But when it becomes tests and exam, it's just it's memorize, just to remember, get it out, get yeah. there on time, get the grades, get, get the grade the grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, like, so it's like, do you actually know the content? Do you, do you remember what you've just learned? Like my eleven students, some of them they were like, Miss, like I need to, I don't know what I'm doing. Like. Oh. Exams are coming up and they get, they get all stressed. But then I just think, because they're revising so much, they're going to mm. get burnt out. Yeah. And I always say to them, just relax, do work. But I always say to them, it's about the progress you made. It's not about the, ma- the grades yeah. you get. But Elisa, you're amazing for saying that. But the, you know, this, this curriculum, yeah. curriculum society yeah, just won't allow it. is not, yeah, it won't it's not allow saying it. that. They'll say... Yeah, yeah, get the grade, get the grades. Progress, progress, buckets. Oh, sorry, I'm taking from what <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you need to get the four buckets. The buckets need to be filled. And I'm I like, have what? no idea buckets. what Elisa is talking about, just to put it out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, Elisa, in our school, buckets were like grades, so you needed to get your four buckets. And Why? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean a bucket is so a one, So your four, gr- like, bucket, like your progress bucket, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's very specific it. to your so school, you I think. Get, yeah, it was very specific to where I went. So it was like you had progress buckets and you had to fill up the progress. Okay, I kind of understand. It's like a metaphor, it's obviously. Metaphor, but I remember distinctly we were taken. So in the staff room, yeah, our, our whole, everyone's face was on the board. Wow. Still oh, there. Everyone. Right? The students. Like yeah, students. Yeah, students. Was we it just all, the year 11s? Yeah, just year 11s. And there's no, there's one for year 10s. Oh, wow. So we were all on the board. There was a bucket next to you. Minus one was <laughs> below progress. Zero was eh. oh one is you're making <laughs> one level up progress. Oh, it's like football. Yeah. And then plus one and plus two. It was like how much progress you're making or how much progress you're not making. Oh, no. I remember in year 10, I was on the minus area. Oh. But then we got to the, we got to the, <laughs> the plus one. We got to the plus one. Oh, and like now that. that board is still there. Like, it's still a thing. And my sister was telling me, and I always see, whenever I go into the from I see her face. And uh, Little Miss Tryhard is on the plus. Oh, good for her. No, no, good for her. Shout yeah, out Yeah, good her. for her. She's a brain box. Okay, so you have systems in place um, yeah. in your school. I think... Um, I think it's good. Obviously, 100%. Yeah. I do think it's good, and I think it's working. Yeah, because it encourages... So, I had the same thing when it I was It pushes you school. to do great. Yeah, because when I saw the minus one, I was like, no, I can't be there. Mm. I need to be on the... I need to be on the other side of the board of the bucket. But you know what? That's a, I guess you could say that's a bit of a visual learning thing. Yeah, so it is. And, and uh, pushes you, like you said, the progress yeah. thing. I don't really know who I am to talk because, guys, I worked really hard in school. Oh, that's uh, really I good, though. Yeah, 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 so, so, so I know, I know I'm saying came. now, like, you don't need pressure and so on, but I, I thrived in that environment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did really so, well. Um, yes. Alhamdulillah. I get what you mean because <laughs> yeah. I think when I left school, I kind of fell apart. That's why I'm hence I'm back there. But you need to be... <laughs> structure and routine. That's just being an need. adult, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. you have to make it yourself now. There's not going to be a teacher yeah. there that is for you or a parent. You need to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to just like learning style and teaching styles, let's like kind of look at all the different styles that there are. Um, so, I mean, Nuria, would you like to just give us an insight? You know, because, yeah, yeah, different so teaching styles. There's, like I said before, there was visuals, if you like graphs, colours, um, mind maps is also really good. And if you're advising, even making mind maps and um, flashcards is good. There's auditory where like if you like to listen to stuff for example podcasts youtube videos they're really good um and then there's 
the physical side so if you physically like learning so for example you know like with maths some people like using the cubes oh, yeah blocks, okay okay and then like feeling them and stuff like that so there's a variety and i think if you're still trying to figure out what your learning style is try all of them so like what a, do you think in just t- carrying on from this yeah. can be improved in a classroom setting oh i think maybe like how I how can teachers make sure that they're ticking everyone's boxes and every yeah. student feels like, you know what, this is really working for me. I think when it comes to an activity, you could have like three separate workstations. So you can have a small activity that's to do with listening or a small activity that's more physical or an activity that's more visual. Or you could just like every week do one activity and then rotate it between the three. Okay. Things like that. So and then, then see can, what works best, yeah, basically. Yeah, and then see what caters to everyone's needs yeah everyone yeah. J- just ask the class just be like guys would you prefer videos documentaries yeah just ask the students coming yeah. off of that point Nuria so because I support with send kids yeah. at the moment so which is great some of the teachers are absolutely gr- like fantastic what they do so they'll give some of the kids who some of the c- traditional work will be a bit more harder and a bit more higher learning for what they what, what they can understand so they'll give them easier work and like it'll be stuff like it'll be stuff like like more visual and more you know kind of what do you mean a like modified version yeah that's the right word so it's the same work but it's just modified okay. so it'll just be like a, a different task so instead of writing the paragraph find the key information within the paragraph if that makes sense like okay, highlight okay yeah. and like or like draw pictures stuff that will be easier for them to understand yeah. but they're still learning it's just in a different way they're still way. learning and yeah. just in a different way but then some classes they won't have that so i think if all classes had that but even for like nonsense students i feel like that is like what nuri said that is needed because not everybody learns by writing yeah, writing down paragraphs absolutely some kids might learn better with highlighting the key mm-hmm. information and you know like maybe have all the pictures on the wall and you go to that one and like kind of walk yeah, around in groups like that, kind like of thing. That, yeah. Or and like, you'd remember it because you've had this process now walking yeah, around and yeah. it sticks in your brain a bit more, doesn't yeah, it? 100%, yeah, 100% because you know for that point I went to that corner and for the other point yeah. I went to the other corner and you just kind of, it oh, kind of clicks I in your head. I remember doing that. Yeah, that is that really well. good actually. Yeah. And so I don't yeah. see it as much anymore. No, that's true. Maybe because of yeah. classroom spaces and classroom sizes and stuff yeah. like that is bit yeah, yeah really arrangements way, can be made. Yeah, do you know what like, I mean? Yeah. If you put your, if, if you, you try, outside, put the effort in, 100%. and make those arrangements, they can be made. It might yeah. not be easy, but um, if you've it's got, you know, these students, including like we said ourselves, mm. um, we could be learning in many different ways. So I think that goes to the question of like having a classroom where you're not really defined by sets you know we have set one set two set mm-hmm, three set yeah. four if you have a class that's not really got a set to it which is quite often there's quite a few of them so if you're not yeah, doing english math science it's usually yeah, the there's, no all, set, yeah, there's no set yeah. geography yeah. history music like art whatever it is yeah, yeah exactly all, yeah. um yeah exactly all the humanities subjects everyone's there's mixed abilities right yeah. Um, so what do you think is the pro of that so what's the benefit of having all these mixed kind of ability students in the same classroom i think it's good what is a pro? What is a pro? We'll go to the cons as well. A pro. Anyone else? Farine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think oh. a pro is the fact that because you hear different viewpoints, you can bounce off each other's ideas. Yeah. I mean, even th- from my perspective, sorry, when I was a student, I think I did media, I remember. Yeah. And I was seeing students I had never seen before because, yeah. you know, it was like yeah. you different completely sets. mixed. Yeah. yeah. And different sets, different bands, everything. Mm-hmm. 
and I really <laughs> enjoyed it and I, I agree with you you see different viewpoints yeah. completely different mindsets that you've never saying, heard yeah. of before and different mm-hmm. kind of styles and you can learn the students can learn a lot from each other each I other, think yeah, that's a pro the students are learning yeah. a lot from each other so that's probably one of the best benefits in that mm. um, what what do you guys think is a con basically a disadvantage of having mixed abilities in the same classroom I think maybe behaviour but then that could be because so do you think it's because whatever the teacher's teaching obviously they've stick to one style they've not tried to make yeah. it different it's not clicking for some students and it is for others yeah, and so then, now those ones that are not clicking they're going to misbehave and they'll act out because I've seen it multiple and it depends on the teacher yeah. so if they have like a cover we all know cover lessons they go to mess sometimes unfortunately yeah, because it's, cause it's like they don't take because I think because they, think they know it's not a permanent. It's teacher. not a permanent yeah, teacher, okay. and you can just kind of, you know, mess. I mean, I did it as well. I feel like everyone kind of, you know, you kind of talk a bit more and you kind of do mm. silly things and you feels like a temporary. Class, you don't sit in your seating. Yeah. You don't sit in your seating plan and all of that stuff. So I just think like in mixed sometimes behavior can happen because you can have somebody who's like really academic sitting some or like really well behaved sitting next to somebody who is not. And then, like, instead of the well-behaved rubbing off on the bad behave, the bad yeah. behave. And then I mean, it's no one's responsibility. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not the well-behaved students. It, to, to yeah, to start teaching but, them. And I think, and I think that's yeah. not good when you put the well-behaved I know, one yeah. next to somebody who misbehaves because then you just it's, it's kind just, of sabotage their learning. Their as learning well, as well. Yeah. And then so many times I've had girls miss. I want to move. Mm. I can't sit next to because I'm just supporting. I'm not the actual teacher mm. at the moment. So. And I can't tell them, no, you you can't move or you. I don't have that authority because I don't want to go against what the teacher said. But I can, can see, see that, that it's, it's not working. issue for this student. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what were you going to say, Nuri? I was going to say on the flip side of that, I think it depends on how both the students' dynamics are because I have seen, I've seen examples where if you've, if you put um, a student, let's say, who's like struggles to settle down in class, mm-hmm. struggles to focus and get on task with the work, next to somebody who is able to do all of that they can have positive, positive impact because it's modeling well. okay it ha- so it's modeling. Yeah. yeah but it does depend on both the students and the severity of it to be honest i think it always just comes back to the teaching and the yeah. Yeah. the learning style and the classroom environment Definitely. so in general guys we're talking about mixed abilities in classrooms um do you think it's something that should carry on or what what do you guys think yeah i think it should be i think there's more co- there's more pros than cons okay so what's yeah. another pro since there's more <laughs> pros than cons Elisa, tell us um, i feel like you kind of like make friends like for the kids on their perspective you kind of make friends with people who you wouldn't think you'd make friends with oh, because like i remember when again like you were saying you when you get into these subjects I've never you seen think, before, yeah. yeah and then you think wow this person's so cool but like and you click because you you kind of find a new kind of middle ground yeah, to like your, your interests and stuff yeah. and like mm-hmm. also like kids who are different in different sets in that one particular class they can flourish because again you said they're bouncing off ideas and they may be stronger in this aspect than they were in other aspects and I think the teacher as well 
it could benefit them because it gives them the chance to do these different things. Yeah. Like, okay, th- this might work better for these students, this might work for them. So they try different things out, right, every lesson. Whereas if mm. you just have a simple set one English class, it might be the same kind of format yeah. every single yeah, lesson. 100%. Whereas if it's something different, then you have different students, different learning, you might think, I want to try something out, something new, something like ch- a change. Um, yeah. My yeah. friends, oh, my friends, my teachers used to do this <laughs> and I ended up, so I was ha- I was with one friend group and we were like all academically strong you know like we're gonna go to the library every week we're gonna do this we're gonna okay. do that and i was like you know you have your your times where you don't don't want to do it so i used to be like oh i'm just not gonna do it so there was another friend group and my teacher was like just go sit there for the time being and then i ended up being friends with that friend group mm-hmm. who didn't even go to the library or anything but i just got more yeah. close with them because yeah, they took yeah. like my fun side out 100 percent, because you get that yeah you discover a new side and you exactly. like you yeah literally but you i think what even what nuria said like it this the good behaved quotation mark or the yeah. sensible student can have a positive impact because yeah. when farine then joined these friends yeah i'm sure when she says i'm going to the library now guys or i'm going to study now they're obviously that's in, planting a seed in their head You're like, like oh, okay yeah. Like, yeah you know they see it they're a bit inspired like <laughs> yeah. hey i love this girl she's cool and she studies like love that love both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah there's Aww. loads of pros i do agree i think mixed classrooms is probably a great it is one of the best things but it's just down to the teacher and and the curriculum i guess Mm, to kind of make it work for all the students there Mm -hmm. and not just kind of enforce that same repetitive you know teaching style it's really hard as well because every year of teaching you get different students so you don't know what to do so every single year you just have to do something new for them Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It is hard for teachers. I'm sure it is, you know, Eliza will be able to vouch for that, that yeah. it might be difficult for them to always think of new things. I think it is. <laughs> and I think it's, yeah, I think it is it is hard on some aspects. And I think depending on the class and who you've got in the class and the year group, mm. finding a task for them to be interactive with is kind of hard to kind of gain their attention because not all kids want to learn. Yeah. I know that sounds sad, mm-hmm. but all kids actually want to, especially if they know it's not a core subject. Like, because when you're in year seven, year eight, I don't know about primary school, but when you're like year seven, eight, year nine, you kind of do everything. You do music. Yeah. Not all the kids want to do music or you do art. Not all the kids want to do art. Or you do cooking, especially food tech. Yeah. <laughs> I did food tech and it bring, was horrible. They, exactly. Some girls, they won't bring the ingredients. They'll rather sit in the 30 minute detention than bring the ingredients and learn how to chop or to stir or, you know, to I demand. have stories about food tech that I'll talk about in another radio show. Yeah. It was one of those where it's like, if I don't find this knife, none of you are going to your next lesson. Oh, no. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's you why forget to bring that pepper in. That's yeah. it. So that's why I think for some, of the kids, for some of the kids to stay like interactive with those subjects, it's hard on them and the yeah. teacher. So I, I understand both. I agree points. with what Aliza is saying because when I was in my previous job, I did see same class, but in each subject, they're different. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Each, each subject, subject they're, they're different. different. They either all enjoyed it and they're all engaged or they are all not focused and they don't have that attention yeah and it, i feel like it just depends on and the subject teachers and they're different as well yeah definitely oh, yeah. yeah yeah so that's what I mean. so obviously i support a certain amount of girls and the other tas they also support another certain amount of girls and when we say so and so is really good in this lesson i'll be like oh i only support so and so in this lesson and they're not like that because again different lessons you see a different side of them yeah. and like maybe who the teacher is they might love that teacher and the teacher wonder who I have they might not like them yeah so it just so how depends. do you guys think on the just rounding this topic up obviously we're talking about inclusivity in education um 
obviously I, I think that it is important for parents to be involved because mm. they know their child better than anyone else. Well, they Definitely. should know their child better than anyone else. Yeah. They know what their learning style is. They know how they thrive in studying, what they do at home, maybe if they make posters, flashcards, as you said, or mm-hmm. paragraphs, reading books and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we encourage parents to be more involved in their child's schooling? I'll go to Nuria first. I think one way is to get parents involved in the actual school first. So I know the school, um, I know a school that during Ramadan they did a, like a student and parent iftar. So I think that is a really, so the kids were able to bring their families along and it was also staff. So it was students, staff and families. So it was like an introduction of staff and parents in an informal-ish setting, not not parents evening. No, 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 it was literally an iftar. Um, food, everything, and I think that's a really nice way of parents beginning to trust to school atmosphere and put more faith. Yeah, yeah I went. I went to one of them, and my mum really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like my aunties, they've got kids at that school and stuff. They loved it as well. They just thought it was more kind of relaxed, like you were and saying. I guess you feel involved as a parent. You yeah, feel involved, and yeah. you kind of feel, I think, a bit proud as well. Like you, this school is embracing our culture and what we mm-hmm. believe in as well, nice. not just the you know standardized where we are where yeah. we live so we're just going to wrap up now um, so it was a really good topic I think we can, we've can. we spoken a lot about it um, but if you guys enjoyed our show please do listen back um, we are on our podcast app so thank you for listening and join us next week on Sisters Speak Asalaamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton